It's time for the locker room with Coach D right now on TPV Radio. Radio. What's good? This is Coach D. It is August the 21st, 2021. And we have another episode of the locker room. Thank you for stopping by tuning in. You know, it's been a been a tough situation here these last few weeks, and I'm sure that each and every one of you have been undergoing a lot of things because, you know, the way things are, you know, life kind of as we used to know it is different, and, and I get that. And I think there's a lot of spiritual ramifications that play into that. And for us men, it's extremely difficult because it wants to challenge a lot of the things that, you know, we, we, we lean to. Know, like being a provider, protector. And when you aren't able to protect, that really kind of gets to you. So we're going we're gonna to learn about some things today. We're going to go over, we're still in this series, Making of a Warrior. So we're going to go over some things today to help you out. It's something to put in your pocket, something to get in your toolbox that you can be out there and be effective with. Well, before I get too far deep in it, I want to let you know, as always, and pass it along. We would love to hear from you live at 515-605-9873. That's the call-in number, 505-605-9873. That's where you can chat with us live, and you can get, you know, whatever God's put on your heart, whatever he's ministering to you about the topic, or you just want to stop by and say, hey, you know, I love you guys. I appreciate you. You know, keep, keep doing what you're doing. We would love to hear from you. But if not, we are actually out there on just about every streaming podcast there is. I don't know what your flavor is, if you like Spotify, Apple Play, um, whatever it is. If you go out on your, your, your search engine on your podcast that you choose to listen to and type in Men of Purpose Locker Room, you'll find us there. And I encourage you to go out there and just listen to some of the content that's out there. I mean, it's, God's been doing a dynamic thing with this ministry, with inside of TPV ministry. He's just been doing a dynamic thing. And, you know, we've got some great testimony and feedback from guys that's been listening, that's out there, um, just really helping them out, just really getting them back in line and just, you know, really ministering to the places where they normally don't get the conventional ministry, and that's the beauty of this. This is nothing conventional. And uh, if you if you rather prefer, we we on uh, Facebook Live, the Psalmist Voice Facebook page. We're going live right now, and we're on live three six five. So if you're out there and you're live, welcome. Call in five one five six zero five nine eight seven three. We want to hear from you. But if you just want to contact us, drop a line. You can. Contact us at moplockerroom at gmail.com. Just send us a line if you want us to address something. You just want to uh, get in contact, you know, with some ministries and whatever you need, contact us there. And, or you can go to the Men of Purpose uh, Locker Room website. Now, I have to admit, it's still a little raw and under, under construction. But if you get out there, and you take a look at it, we're going to have some things posted on there, some things coming up. And I'm going to give you a hint, guys. We'll be going virtual real soon. 
So you'll get a chance to see me and the coaches live and in action doing what we do. Well, I got to get my shout-outs, guys. I got I, I can't go forward without getting my shout-outs. First and foremost, I got to give a shout-out to my Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, you know, because, man, he made all of this possible. And I wouldn't, couldn't even think about this a few years ago, but he has really did a major, major thing in my life and other coaches' life that's on here today. And the anointing that he's bringing with these guys, these dynamic guys that I'm with, he is just really, truly amazing. And I can't stop without saying I got to give a shout-out to my beautiful wife, Deborah. She has been my rock. She has just been an inspiration to me, just ministering to me with her love and her beauty, and I just want to thank God for her. And I want to give a shout-out to you, family, for tuning in today, for listening, because this is about you, for you, by the Lord. This, this is why we do it. We just don't do it to get on here and grandstand. We're on here for each and every one of you that's listening. I want you to take it personal because it is personal, and we're coming to you personally. With this style of, of ministry that God has given me and the coaches, we really want you to grab a hold of it. And I got to give a shout out to TPV Ministries. Pastor Chris, congratulations on being ordained. Pastor Newton, God bless you. I love that guy. He is, he is, I'm going to tell the testimony one day. I'm not going to tell it today, but he has been my friend, my, my, my sounding board. Uh, He's been praying for me, keeping me going and grounded him in first place. First Lady Nisi out there, they've just been doing a beautiful thing and embracing me and my family wholeheartedly. And uh, it's just been real, real joy having him a part of my life. And I got to give a shout out to all the coaches that have come along. These brothers have been amazing. Coach Coleman, Coach Tut, Coach Lass, Coach Newton. I love you guys, man. God, I'm glad God put you in my life. You know, you guys have really caused a growth spurt in me, and I just thank God for each and every one of you. And I cannot forget Mighty Men's Training Institute with Coach Small. Mm. He's the he's the guy behind the scenes, and uh, um, he's just been doing a phenomenal job of keeping us accountable, keeping us on point, and and I just really, really thank God for. Yeah. Well, that's all the shout-outs I got right now. Coach Newton, you got any yes, like to get out the way? Well, it's been an exciting week so far, but I want to give a shout-out to the TPV radio family, the ministries team that broadcast on this station. I tell you, this has been one phenomenal week for me. And it's a victory for everyone. We've come full circle. And God has been opening up doors like crazy. We are getting busier and busier by the day. And I thank God for it. I thank God for my newly appointed cover. And I thank so much for Dr. Apostle Farsell Walker and his ministry team for allowing this moment to happen. I also have to give a shout out to my family, to my beautiful bride, Shanice, 
Also to my kiddos, CJ, Tajanik, Jalen, Tyreek, Ian, and Tajanay. Daddy loves you all to pieces. And, and also, TPV Reloaded is over. No, 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 no. Don't start tripping. There's a reboot coming soon. You'll see it advertised very soon. I promise you, you will not be disappointed, but you can still catch the Reloaded show on Live 365 or TuneIn apps. They're absolutely free. Download them on all your mobile devices. Type in the Samus Voice Radio Network. Yes, it's a long word, but it's worth every stroke. Download it on your tablet, phone, whatever, you got the fancy cars, and you can do it on that, too. Take us everywhere with you, and we will definitely make sure you get the word of God in rawness. So, I think I'm done. Uh, I got, like, a lot of plays here, Coach. Uh, I've been downloaded <laughs> since Sunday. Now, I'm a little turned right. up in the spirit, so forgive me. If I get a, I, I may get kicked out the game today, just being a little bit extra. But I just can't help myself. I'm excited to bless some men out here on today. So, Coach, back to you. Hey, Amen. I love it. I love it. That's what I love about the the the, the energy and, and the anointing that you bring, man. It's just amazing. Well, I gotta put this out here, Coach Tut. Coach Andy are not going to be with us today. They had other uh, duties and obligations that pulled them away. But we're still going to bring it to you. We still got good staff in in here today. And uh, next coach I'm going to bring up, Coach Coleman. Are you out there, sir? You got any shout-outs? Oh, yeah. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. First and foremost, give a shout out to my Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, none like him. I thank him because he is the most high, and I thank him because he continues to be the strength of my life, and I am grateful because even when I get it wrong, he helps me get it right. Uh, So I want to give a shout out to him. I want to give a shout out to my wife. She is my B.I.L. sweetie. She is the one that I love. She's been by my side for over 30 years, making sure we continue to strive in the right direction. So I want to lift up her and uh, also shout out to my son, CJ and Eli, uh, continually being there, my nephews and all those people in my family. Shout out to my pastor, Susie Wright, and uh, shout out to Zion family, especially the Brotherhood, Brotherhood in Zion. Uh, continue shout out to those who continue to pray for me. And I definitely want to give a shout out to both of you, I mean, continue to making these platforms happen, continue to make this platform happen for people that uh, no matter where they are, or whatever stage of life they're in, you know, you continue to be that avenue, so I just want to say thank you again and again, if you haven't heard me say it, I'm saying it now, thank you for doing these things for the people, for the people, for the people, we serve the people, I thank God for being able to serve the people in this capacity, I continue to shout out for many others, and especially for those who are listening, Shout out to you because you know you need more, you're going to get more. In Jesus' name, I say thank you. Go ahead, right back to you, Coach. 
Amen, amen, man. I can tell it's going to get cooking in here today. I love it. I love it. I love it. Well, we don't have Pat, uh, Coach Tut or Coach Andy, but I brought a guy in today. He's going to be our special team coach for today. I met this young man several years ago, and he's just truly, truly amazing. The wisdom and knowledge he has and the love that he has for Christ and his family just really as a young man is truly, truly inspiring. I, I, I often call when I introduce him, I said, you know, this guy, he's, he's a pink unicorn because he's that unique and you don't find one every day. Coach Betts, if you are out there, sir, you got any shout-outs you'd like to get out? Um, not really, Brother Don. I'm, I'm real simplified, man. Uh, I just keep it real simple. I'm just here to live for Jesus and be sharpened by iron by y'all fellas and just keep living for him and provide, uh, pushing others to live for him, just seeking the God's truth and standing in his truth. But that's all I have to say, Brother Don, just seeking truth and standing truth. Back to you, Coach. Hey, man, don't let the meekness fool you. He's a powerhouse. I know he is. He is a powerhouse. And thank you for coming on, sir. We really appreciate it. You know, he's been part of this Men of Purpose group since uh, pretty much we first started. He's been he's been rocking along. Thank you, Coach Betts. Well, all right, before we get going, uh, we've always, in, 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 in here at the Men of Purpose in the locker room, we always, always, always set the groundwork with prayer. So, Coach Coleman, if you got one of them ground plowing, breaking, yoke busting, chain snatching, Prayers in you. Would you like to get one out, sir? I can hear me now. Yeah, I can hear you now, sir. All right. I apologize. You kind of came in and out on me, but what was the last question? I said, if you got one of them ground-breaking, yoke-busting, chain-snatching prayers so we can lay the groundwork before we get started, sir, we would appreciate it. Oh, yeah. Father, we thank you in advance for the great things you've done, the great things you're going to do. We thank you for opening new doors and making new ways. We thank you for opening our minds and our hearts that we might receive new word on today, Lord, that you might plant a seed that brings forth a harvest. But we need it on today. We thank you for being both the latter and former rain. We thank you for being the one who continues to bring us strength, even when we're in our weakest point, God. We thank you because you don't ever forsake us. Even when we turned around, God, you did not turn around on us. So, Lord, we thank you. We thank you for being faithful still, and we pray today. So continue to give us revelation and understanding that is beyond our, beyond our dreams and even our imaginations. You are God, and we bless you on today. Bless those, dear Lord, who will listen to this in the future. Lord, that you might change their path. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. Amen, amen. Before we uh, go on, I just got a note passed to me. Um, we're going to honor a soldier in the army of the Lord that has went on to be with the Lord. This man really was just, he was amazing just to hear the scripture and the revelation from scripture uh, he would bring. I was honored and blessed the opportunity to minister with him on several occasions. Uh, Pastor Norman Fulbright, I believe he was from California. He was part of the Brew Crew. 
Uh, just a powerful testimony. Great man of God. A great father, husband. He was just an amazing, amazing man. And he went on to be with the Lord. So we're going to keep his family in our prayers. Uh, guys, as we go throughout this week, I'm not sure when the arrangements are, but we definitely want to keep his family in our prayers. Norman Fulbright, Pastor Norman Fulbright, great, great guy. Amen. Well, all right, coaches, here we go. This is another one of our segments in the series of Making of a Warrior. Making of the Warriors. Um, oh, I just got another note. It's September 4th is going to be um, where they're going to funeralize him, uh, September the 4th. So, yes, definitely once again keep the family um, in your prayers and in your thoughts as they move forward in life and as he transitions to be with the Lord. Amen. But, yeah. Making of a Warrior, this is a series that we started a little while ago. We've been diving into it. We've talked about defeating Goliath, uh, eliminating distractions, knowing your identity. You know, there was some good meat, good stuff out there that, that I want you to go back and listen to that's really going to help you out, that's really going to turn the corner on some things in your life. You know, just the feedback we've been getting from guys that's been listening to this series, has been truly, truly amazing, you know, really has delivered them from some things and infused some things in their life. But what we're going to talk about today, coaches, is a topic that generally everybody has in the back of their mind, but they often are afraid to get it out because they don't want to look some type of way or they think that they should be beyond having these type of thoughts. And the topic of today is, you say I won, but why does it feel like I've lost? You tell me I have the victory, but why do I feel defeated? And we're going to cover that today, coaches, because that's something that I wrestle with myself, just being transparent. You know, some days it does feel like, man, you just lost and beat up and tore up from the flow up, and you just don't have nothing left to give. And you get to wondering, is this thing, is this Jesus thing really worth it to get beat up, tore up from the flow up, and just to tell, have somebody say, hold on. So we're going to address that today, coaches. But I want to get your thoughts, Coach Newton. Why does it feel that way? Why does it feel like I'm losing, but you tell me all the time that I've won? Go ahead, Coach. You got the floor. Talk to him. Well, I'm a little full here, but I can actually relate to this because it took 25 years for me to get to this point. See, wow. sometimes a lot of us have to go on our journey. Sometimes a lot of us go through our wilderness experience. Some of us even go down the road of being so religious that we have no relationship in the first place. So, of course, we're going to feel 
defeated because we've been so churched. Uh-oh. Yeah, we're going to lose everybody with this one. Uh-oh. See, we've been so churched for so long. We've been right. told what to say, how to say it, how to dress, how to wave our hands, do a praise break. I mean, we got so much stuff that we're not even looking in the mirror anymore. And then we expect God to give us a microwave blessing. And then when we don't get it, we feel some kind of way. So we don't have the playbook. Uh Uh-oh. See, we don't have the playbook to go by. And that's why we feel disappointed because we're not picking up the playbook to read it. Uh Uh-oh. See, we're not doing our part, Coach D. That's why we keep having personal fouls in our life. That's why we have unnecessary roughness in our in our life, and we have past interferences in our life. Why? Because we want the smoke, like the young folks say. Or let me say it plain. I want the glory. I want the blessing. I want yeah. the honor. See, Come that's on. the problem with most of us as men. See, our pride gets in the way. Our arrogance gets in the way. And when we don't intellectually do what we set our minds to do, uh oh, we feel some kind of way. We feel disappointed. We feel that Jesus is not on our side, but I'm hearing all this stuff from Pastor Coach D. He says that right. I'm a winner. He's telling me all the time that I have victory in Jesus, but I just don't feel it. Well, Uh I have news for you. As soon as you break away from the religious mindset and start developing a relationship with Christ, you will always feel that you are not where you need to be. So what are you saying, Coach Chris? Well, I'm glad you asked. Some people don't know how to have relationships, Coach D, in the first place. So, and most of us as men, we don't have a lot of friends, just saying. We, We only have certain folks we go to or we talk to or we feel comfortable with. See, that's the problem. We isolate ourselves as men, and that's why we can never feel adequate in the spirit because we are always trying to do it by ourselves. And I got news for Mm. you. We can't run this marathon by ourselves. In order to have a great athlete, You have to have great coaches, great discipline, and know when to hold them and know when to fold them. So that's my playbook right now. So, Coach D, back to you. Wow, somebody get that man a Gatorade. He put it out there today. (laughs) Woo! (laughs) Coach Coleman. Man, Pastor Newton opened the door, but these guys are still saying, look, man, Jesus paid.
paid it all, but why does it seem like I'm still paying for it? What's going on, Coach Coleman? Talk to him. Help him out. Let's get him back on the right track. You have the floor. Yes, sir. Jesus paid it all, but you got to walk it out. All right. <laughs> you got to walk it out. You got to walk it out. You still got, he, paid, he paid so you can get on a train, but you got to ride the train. You got to go along with the stops and the and the things that go along with being on the train, you can't, you can't now, you can't say I don't want to be on the train because the train don't look like it's going where you want it to go. Now that's just it. Many times, if you want to give up, you might want to look around and figure out what you're giving up. And that is often the case: is that we have a level of expectation set that keeps us from being the best that we ought to be. So I'm saying, come on, we got to learn. We got to learn to be more more uh, in tune with what God's will is for our lives so that we can get to the places where we ought to be. Jesus paid it all. Yes, he did. And I am grateful for it. It is being able to understand now there is something great inside of us that he's trying to get out of us. And many times you can't sit around and wait for things to come. The only way you can get the oil out of the olive is to crush it. The only way you can get uh, greatness out of the man is to get him into situations where greatness must exude from him. You know, some people mm-hmm. said, well, you, he's, he's a champion on the court. No, he's a champion before he gets on the court. Amen. The court is just a place to display what he's been doing while he's been practicing. And I think mm-hmm. we need to be, be ready, be more apt and more pliable to be, to be in a place where we know that there are times where you have to practice Practice, 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 and practice, and more practice until you get to the point where you realize when the lights come on, it becomes secondary. It becomes innate. It becomes, excuse me, it becomes so innate that you don't have to worry about thinking about it. So, yeah, right, you know, right. and I, I, I just want to put that out there, that there is strength in practicing that which God has told you to do. And I, there's a scripture that I keep running to every single day. And it's uh, Deuteronomy 30 and 19. God says, I set before you, I call heaven and earth this day, I set before you life and death, blessings and cursings. And he tells us to choose life. The question is, are you choosing life? Even when it's difficult to choose life. Even when it's difficult. Even when it's a hard thing to do, which is to choose life. Because you know what? He did pay the price, and I want to leave it at this. He paid the price to show you how you also must take up your cross. Because sometimes we leave that out of Christianity. We leave that and say, hey, there's going to be some suffering involved. We just want you to, you know, go ahead and pat you on the head and tell you everything's going to be all right. No, listen, you got to get out there. And you got to work this thing out. You got to walk this thing out. You got to ride this train to its end. You got to get it all. And like my pastor said, you get all you can and can all you get, and you keep on getting it. So I'm just going to say right now, be ready. Be ready because the day comes when what you've been practicing will be shown forth in the spotlight. So let's go get it, brothers. Let's go get it. Let's go get it. Back to you, coach. Amen. Woo! Man, good stuff, good stuff, good stuff. Coach Best, man, the guys, man, Coach Coach Newton, Coach Coleman got them about, just about got them straight. But there's still a few guys in the back saying, you know, I read about this victory in Jesus, 
I hear other people talking about this victory in Jesus. But why can't I find victory in Jesus like them? Coach Betts, what you got for him today? You got the mic, sir. Well, thank you. Thank you very much. I've, I've been listening to y'all guys. Y'all, y'all hitting it right on the head on a lot of things, man. I, I'm like what y'all saying. And as y'all was speaking, I, I was sitting up here thinking on what can I say or add to this conversation. And sometimes um, I want to point out something about Jesus. You know, we love pointing out about how he died for our sins, but we don't put enough importance on the resurrection point as well. The resurrection brings the victory into our lives of overcoming the sin. He gave us, when he resurrected, he gave us his power and authority over sin. And and sometimes we don't, we we fail to look at that. And I believe, it's just my my thoughts on it. I believe because before we got saved, we lived in the flesh. And a lot Mm -hmm. of times we had came up uh, disappointing people. Disappointing ourselves, falling short of the glory and a lot of things in our areas of our life. So as we live for Christ, mm-hmm. we kind of expect that same mentality. We have to basically what the scripture says, um, mm-hmm. the flesh and the spirit are contrary one to another. So when we want to walk in the victory of Jesus Christ and have the victory and even every day of our lives, we allow the Holy Spirit to lead and guide us in all all, all of our ways. So what Brother Coleman was speaking on is getting into that word every day, making sure we have a, a strong prayer life. You know, when I say a strong prayer life, it's, it's more like how Daniel was. He was dedicated. Not Daniel. Yeah, Daniel. Like Daniel. Daniel was dedicated to his prayer life three times a day. Mm-hmm. It didn't mm-hmm. matter if the king said, hey, you better stop praying. I'm, uh, I'm going to throw you in the lines then to your God. Daniel was committed to living for Christ. And, that, and in that case, he brought victory. He brought victory. Amen. And then that king changed his way to say, hey, we're going to start serving the king of Daniel. So when it comes mm-hmm. to living victory and feeling the victory, it's a, more like somebody said earlier, discipline. Discipline in our everyday lives to allow the Holy Spirit to lead and guide us. One, carry the whole armor of God for one, the sword and everything. But being dedicated and disciplined in all actions and letting the Holy Spirit uh, express himself through us. But that's all I have for y'all. Amen. Woo-hoo! Good stuff. Good stuff, Coach Betts. Man, coaches, you guys are you're killing it today, and I love it. We're going to put some demons to flight today. Hallelujah. You know, coaches, this was an area that I got to be honest with you. I got to be honest with you guys, coaches. I struggled with this like Coach Newton did for many, many, many years. And you guys nailed it right on the head. And a lot of times of what we go through is our view of Jesus. Our view. How are you viewing him? What eyes are you looking through? And if you got your Bibles, I want you to open up to 2 Kings chapter 6. 2 Kings chapter 6, 14 through 18. And this is what the Holy Spirit has been ministering to me all this week. Well, actually last week. And this is what I know he wants us and the coaches to share with you today is 
a lot of the times, the reason you don't see, let me back that up. The reason that you don't see or feel the victory is because you're not looking through the right set of eyes. Second Kings 6, starting at verse 14 through 18, and I'm going to read that. It says, therefore, he sent horses and chariots and a great army there. And they came by night and surrounded the city. And when the servant of the man of God arose early and went out, there was an army surrounded the city with horses and chariots. And his servant said to him, Alas, my master, what shall we do? So he answered, Do not fear, for those who are with us are more than who are with them. And Elisha prayed and said, Lord, I pray, open his eyes that he might see. Then the Lord opened the eyes of the young man, and he saw. And behold, the mountains were full of horses and chariots of fire all around Elisha. So when the Syrians came down to him, Elisha prayed to the Lord and said, Strike this people, I pray, with blindness. And he struck them with blindness according to the word of now, coaches, I want to unpack that. That is a whole lot right there, a whole lot. And I know once we unpack this, guys are going to start to change. Their lives are going to be infused. They're going to come out better men than they are today. What eyes are you looking through? Coach Newton, so many times we want to look at we, we have a tendency, and, and, I, and I think Coach Betts hit it right on the head, we have a tendency to look at our situation from a natural view, with our natural eyes. And God is trying to move us to view things with, uh, with our spiritual eyes. How can we get that? How can we do that, Coach Newton? Come on, talk to him. Well, Coach, you know I'm going to give you the practical and the spiritual and wrap it up in a nice little bow so we can have application. See, here's the boom scripture that we need to keep as men. Isaiah chapter 41, verse 10. Mm -hmm. Fear not, for I am with your pastor. No, uh, I'm with Coach D. No. It says, I am with you, men, you, women, you. Be not dismayed, for I am your God. I will strengthen the pastor only. No, no, no. I will strengthen you. Yes, I will help you. I will uphold you with my righteous right hand. Now that's the bold Amen. scripture right there. That's going to kick get me kicked out the game. But let me <laughs> give you a little practical application. See, cuz we look around the we got the mix up in the world. Uh we got all this going on and See, we don't ask God to pull us back to him. Uh Uh-oh. See, Mm. we like to 
go to the problem and try to fix it ourselves. See, that's where we go wrong. There's just some things that we can't fix. See, there's just some things we got to get out the way. And a lot of times, the devil likes to use spiritual things and try to mask it with the natural things. See, we try so hard to do it ourselves, but yet we continue to fail. So that's why we feel some some kind of way, Coach D, because we want to do it ourselves. But see, Second Timothy chapter four verse seven also says we have fought the good fight. I have finished yeah. the race and I have kept yeah. the faith. No, this is not a scripture. See, and this is what disappoints me. We only use this scripture when we go on to be with the Lord. But there's a twist to this. See, this scripture we should be applying right now. And that's why, again, Coach D, we feel some kind of way because we don't apply life and godliness. That's the cliche we use, but we don't apply what we learn. So it's our turn, right? If we're in the middle of, of a disappointment or a letdown, job, bad news, see, Jesus is calling us to call on Coach D. Oh, I'm sorry. No, 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 no. Jesus is telling us to come to him. Why? Even in this season, God is begging for our attention. Why? Because we've been so busy doing it on our own that we lost total direction. Coach D, and that's why we keep feeling like we're inadequate and we keep feeling like we have not done anything because we continue to call on the name of me. Uh oh. I continue to call on the name of my doctorate degree. Uh oh. Uh, I'm sorry. Uh, uh, I continue to call on the name of my spouse. Uh Uh-oh, I'm going to get in trouble with that statement. But a lot of us don't call on the source. I got the T-shirt, the hat, the 8-track tape record for all you that's old school like me. See, we don't turn to our source. And this is why we continue to fumble the ball every time life happens. Been there, done that. So, Coach D, like I said, I need to stop because I'm about to get kicked out the game. So I'm going to stop and pump my brakes back to you. Amen, amen. We're going to get radical with this thing today because you know what? This is a, a problem guys, that we know that you're going through. And we want to address that. We want to get right down and dirty with you. You may have that you don't have a platform to ask them this. We'll ask them for you. 
We allow the Holy Spirit to work and ask him for you. That's why we're here today. Because a lot of times when you come to Christ and if you don't have the right set of foundational tools with you, it will feel like you're losing this battle. It will feel like being in the world is easier than being in Christ. Those things, that's what the enemy wants you to believe. He wants you to believe that lie. He wants you to keep uh, being lukewarm. He wants you distracted. See, because he knows once you get on, on fire, your purpose and destiny, what you created for, you are going to be a world changer for the kingdom. And that's what the coaches and I are here today is to bring that up out of you, being a world changer for the kingdom of heaven. But you know, Coach Coleman, that man, Coach Newton hit on some great stuff, some good stuff. And we know that we're, we're part of the thing that we understand is, especially when it is 2 Kings uh, 6, 4, 14 through 18, we see the servant looking out and about but why couldn't he see the chariot? Why did he have to wait till Elisha prayed before he could see the chariot? Break that down for us, Coach Coleman. You got the floor. Well, real quick, I think one of the quick and best answers I could use is that uh, so there's a walk by the Spirit will not gratify the lust or desires of the flesh. Walk out the flesh. We'll see. So if you are looking through things with your fleshly eyes and in the context of what you see in the natural, um, then yes, you, you will always see that there are some things that uh, you think you lack. And oftentimes we wake up in the morning, and if I will just to broaden the scope a little bit, we wake up in the morning and we think we're in lack. You know, so this mm-hmm. trick was used um, – Thousands and thousands of years ago With somebody I think you're very familiar with His name was Adam and Eve Their name was Adam and Eve The intent was to say That you shall be like God The intent was to remove God Out of the equation And actually if I think Coach D You were familiar with how he actually Took the Lord God out of it When in the conversation The intent is to to, to Even uh, make God Less of uh, someone lesser in your life When all actuality The true scripture tells us I think it's in um, Isaiah 55 uh, Yeah Isaiah 55 says For my thoughts are not your thoughts Nor my ways your ways The understanding is that God's ways are higher than ours His ways are better than ours If you want a way that seemeth right You might have a way that seemeth right unto you But the end thereof is destruction So you walked it out your own way but God is saying there is a better way. See, sometimes we forget who we're talking about. We're talking about the person who created, if anybody plays the game, he's the one who created the game. And he, he doesn't really rely on the cheat codes. He don't need cheat codes. These codes are revealed to those who walk in the spirit. Mm-hmm. So you don't Amen. have to cheat. It's what's yours automatically. I know sometimes we say we, we got the cheat codes. Cheat codes are for cheaters. We don't need to cheat at this. This is yours. This is yours. When you actually start praying and asking God for your spiritual inheritance, then he begins to reveal things to you that others cannot see. And they will question your actions. But you could say, God told me to do this. God said it's this way. I know to you it doesn't. Listen, I'm going to share this with you. My wife and I, 
We've been packing up our house for for about six months now. I haven't seen the house, but I know there's a house out there specifically because we've been praying. Come Although on. you, you know, think I'm going in the wrong direction. Listen, if you have been in the same place that I've been in for over 20 years, you will know what it's like to rejoice when you see what you've been praying for. When you know that there's something on the other side, I can't see it in my natural eye. But in the spirit, it is something that is a desire of my heart, and I've laid it before the master. It's not the only thing. Just in case somebody said, well, the brother's asking for a house. You probably need a house, but you won't ask God for a house. You won't ask him because you don't believe in the natural that you can get to that next level. But I am telling you, I spoke to a brother real quick. He said, he said, I asked him how he's doing. He said, I'm, he said, I'm above, I'm above. I said, he was talking about he's above ground and I got it. I got it. I said, but let's take it up a little, a little higher. I'm above and not beneath as God has told me because I'm supposed to be the, the lender and not the borrower. These things in the natural seem to be impossible. But God has already said it about you. He's already called it out about you. He wants to change your ways, but the only way he can change your ways is if you get out of that flesh, that carnal mindset, and you take the limitations off, and you start walking in the spirit where he calls things out for you. So you might as well get in get in tune with what he says. For my ways are not your ways, and my thoughts are not your thoughts, for they are higher than yours. And let yourself get in tune through faith. Get in tune with what God wants for you because you want to heal it in your body, don't you? But your doctor mm-hmm, telling mm-hmm. you that it ain't possible. The doctor said it's not going to happen. So is that prosperity ministry too? No, that's faith. Faith tells Amen. me I'm supposed to get this stuff. And I know I'm taking a long time and maybe delaying the game. Ah, listen, I'm telling you, for those who are listening, right. you have to exercise your, your, this is yours. This is yours. This is not something, this is yours. God gave you a faith to use it. Use it so that you can see the things that other people can't see. So I'm going to bring it back down. He prayed that his eyes might be open. Prayer yes, is sir. spiritual. He tapped into the spiritual that he might unwrap the natural so that the man, mm-hmm. young man, could see those things which are spiritual. You need to do the same thing that Elisha did. You need to get on your knees and pray and ask God to reveal that which is in the spiritual that you might be encouraged and know that he's already provided a way of escape for you, and you're already done. You know, man, well, just throw your hands up and say, victory is mine. I don't care what it looks like. I'm going to leave that alone right there. Y'all just go ahead and believe God for that. I'm, I'm back to you, Coach Steve. <laughs> Hallelujah. <laughs> oh, yes, indeed. I feel the Holy Spirit working here today. Hallelujah. Man, this is some good stuff, and I think guys are going to grab onto this because these are the practical things that we need each and every day. These are some practical tools that we need to hear that we can use that we can not only say, I have the victory, but we can feel it and experience it as well. Well, Coach Beth, I know you're a scripture man. I know you love scripture like we love scripture. I want you to unpack this for the for the for the guys today. It's Second Corinthians five and seven. I probably don't even have to read it. You probably could quote it for me. Um but I'm gonna read it just for the sake of everybody else. 
Second Corinthians five and seven says, For we walk by faith and not by sight. Now wait a minute, you guys are talking about spiritual eyes. So how can I walk by faith and not by sight if we're talking about my issue is the sight? Coach Best, help him out. Talk to him for a minute. Second Corinthians five and seven. Man. That, you know, that's one of those scriptures that is fully loaded. <laughs> but I'm going to try my Amen. best. I'm going to try my best on this. Uh, walking by faith and not by sight. And it's one of those things, man, like, man. So as we walk, we are so used to the tangible things that we have in this world. And I like... I'm a reference to this movie here, the movie Matrix. I don't know how many of people seen it or whatever, but it yeah, became man. so real. It became so real to me that movie in the spiritual sense because mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. when they got, I guess what they call plugged into this this I don't know world that they came in. Matrix. Yeah, that matrix. Yeah, the Matrix. The Matrix affected the lives outside the Matrix, whatever. That's good. Yeah, all, all right. So let me let me say it again. We are so used to the physical things that we see, the tangible things that that seems so real to us because that's all we know. But when we that's plug true. into walking by the faith of God or by the spiritual lifestyle, the things that we can't see, that's when we really get connected with God. In a sense of now we allow the Holy Spirit leading God us with things that that don't even make sense sometimes. God, why should I make this right and left and go to this house and give this lady twenty dollars? That don't make no sense to me. Mm-hmm, and I, I just mm-hmm. I just pray to God that I get used like that. That's that's the real ministry of God in a sense where we're get we're walking by the faith of God that He He led us somewhere, and we now we're gonna bless and bless others, and they gonna want to. Man, this twenty dollars is exactly what I needed for this grocery list that I just made up, and I ain't figure out how to get that food into this house. Amen. For the three Amen. kids, you know, walking by the faith of God, and a lot of times, uh, we'll we'll say we apply for a job. Mm-hmm. Physically, our resume don't even line up. We we apply for the job, our resume don't even line up. But we pray like, mm-hmm. man, God, if this is a job you want for me, you lead and guide me on what I need to say in the interview. You lead and guide me on. What I need to do, what I what I need to wear, how I need to respond to certain questions, and mm-hmm. I had just bring up another scripture in my mind. Some, uh, it's in the one gospel. I'm gonna try to paraphrase as best as I can. It goes where we don't worry about what we should say, but the Spirit of God will give us what we need to say at that time. Um, mm-hmm. In a sense, where that's when we walk in by faith. But um, I, I'm gonna end it right there. It is a loaded question, but it's one of those things when we let the loud of spiritual world become more real to us in the sense of when we get in our prayer life and let God lead and guide us and trust, you know, we'll, we'll understand that th- this world we is, we living in is just temporary. Back to you, coach. Hey, man, good stuff, man. That's good stuff. I love that. I love that movie, The Matrix, and I never really correlated it spiritually. And we even captured a little bit of it uh, last week when we were on the uh, Mighty Men's Training Institute um, about the red pill and the blue pill. 
So, yeah, that that was good stuff, Coach Betts. I really like it. Because you hit on something there. All you guys hit on something that from Second Corinthians 5 and 7. When I started meditating on that portion of Scripture, I had to turn things around because just like Coach Betts said, Coach Coleman and Coach Newton, sometimes we want to have the mindset or we interpret it as faith being blind. But in actuality, faith isn't blind. Faith means I'm trusting God to see what I can't see in the physical, that it will be brought out of the spiritual into my physical realm. And that's where we walk by faith and not by sight, because let, let's walk it back a little bit. See, because we we sometimes are like the servant, and we see what's in the natural. And I'm going to read that again in Second Kings 6. And I just want to read it again just to make this point. And when the servant of the man of God arose early and went out, there was an army surrounding the city with horses and chariots. And the servant says to him, Alas, my master, what shall we do? <clears throat> now, at that point, you could say his back was up against the wall. He had issues he didn't know how to handle. See, because when the thing is, and, and the coaches have been telling you guys, is when we look at that situation, and I think Coach Newton brought it out, we come into the situation where uh, um, we want to do it ourselves. We, we want to get it done ourselves. We want to put our hands to it. We want to try to adjust it. We want to try to make things better. And we're not trusting God. And a lot of times God would, would, would look at us and say, okay, you think you got to get it? You think you can handle it? No. But our faith says, and I love Brother Coleman's, uh, uh, Coach Coleman's testimony there, that I, it ain't got to be before me. I know it's going to happen. Trust God. And the reason why we trust God is, and I want you to remember this, write this down, do whatever you got to do, but get this in you. Natural eyes always see problems. Spiritual eyes see solutions. See, the servant had a natural problem, and he was looking at it from a natural perspective. But the man of God looked at it from a spiritual, through spiritual eyes with a spiritual perspective and had the solution there all ready to go. That's where we got to get, man. We got to rise up and stop looking at this stuff through natural eyes, but to know that faith is going to bring it around. Trust God. And see, the thing is, Sometimes the pressure gets put up. I know it. I've been there. Sometimes it feels like you're in a vice and somebody's just steady squeezing and squeezing and squeezing. I've been there. And it's to take my focus off of trusting God. See, because coaches, look, I got this for you, Coach Newton. If I'm supposed to trust God, why does he make it so hard? Talk to him, Coach. Oh, 
I don't think you want me to answer that, Coach D, because I will get kicked out the game. But I'm glad you asked. See, God sets us up. As men, we are his first creation. And we, when we get all of the other stuff out of our system, we hear his voice a lot clearly. No disrespect intended to the sisters by no means. But we have a connection. And when we allow God to direct our path, when we allow God to steer our emotions, that's the problem that we have too. A lot of us were not always calm. A lot of us was not always praise the Lord. We got a lot of fighters out there. And it took Christ to mellow us out a lot. I'll talk about myself since y'all y'all want to be holy out there. I'll talk about myself. See, it, it took mm-hmm. God Come on. to soften me to get me to a place to be even workable. See, we wow. are so hard. That we can't be broken. Uh oh. How are we expecting to walk by faith if we can't even trust the process? Uh oh. Just like our brother just said, if we can't trust the process in the interview, then why bother even going? Just saying. All right. Because you have to trust. The process. You got to know walking in that if this job is meant for me, I will get it in Jesus' name. Now, see, we've been taught wrong, brothers. That's why we have these issues. See, we, 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 we were so quick all the time. We want quick solutions. We want quick fixes. Up. We don't want to go through the growth process, Brother Don. That's why we have these issues. We don't want to be purged. We don't want to be pressured. We don't want to feel the fire as God is burning all the toxic waste in our mind. We don't want to feel the burn. And you wonder why we are where we are. Are. I'm sorry, I didn't mean to get so personal here, but men need straight talk. All this bubblegum, cotton candy stuff won't work for a man. I'm sorry. We need the real deal, raw, uncut, of course, censored. This is a saved station. But what I'm saying is we have to understand that we cannot get to our paths. We cannot feel victory even in our losses. See, Brother Don, it's not always bad to lose. Uh-oh. See, mm-hmm. we got to understand that there's also growth in loss. Uh-oh. 
See, sometimes we had to lose a thing to gain a spiritual thing. See, we Uh-oh. like to look at the outward appearance in the natural. We like to look to see, to touch, the smell. See, God directs us to have faith, be blinded. And I love the analogy that the brother used with the matrix. I can relate. See, he had to walk with no physical sight and understood where he was and he understood his call and purpose even if it took his life. See, there's a spiritual connection to that movie. The titles speak for itself. If you get into the titles, you can go into the title and into the word of how we're supposed to be. Walk Mm. by faith. We have reloaded, and then we have evolution, see, or Mm. evolution, or how you want to call it. See, you have to grow. See, reloaded is just the reboot. Uh Mm Uh-oh. Reloaded is Mm -hmm. just the second time around. But when you evolve into your spiritual mandate, mandate, that means it's your time as a man to walk in your mandate in this time and this season. When you can walk Mm. this life without seeing and know God got your back. Y'all remember the freedom fall or the Mm -hmm. trust fall? You got to fall 50 feet in the air. Just fall and believe that someone will catch you on the bottom. Mm. There's a reason for what we go through in life, men. This is why we get so beat up all the time. Our psychological gets beat down. Our outside gets beat down. We go through physical changes. Some of us were athletes. So now we're in our 40s and we got beer bellies. We miss our six-pack. See, there's a whole lot of stuff that we go through (laughs) as men. There's a lot of changes that we go through as men. But let me tell you something. That's only outside. When we tap in to the matrix of the Bible, if we tap in and plug in to the relationship of Jesus Christ, we can walk in the matrix blind, knowing God's got our back in every single situation in this life. I just got yes, the sir. flag, and I'm getting escorted out the stadium, Coach D, because I'm doing <laughs> unnecessary roughness. So I'm going to try to stay in the game. So, Coach D, back to you. Amen. Woo. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. I love it. Thank God for you, man. Coach Coleman, you brought up a good, good point. And I want to go back to this portion of Scripture in Second Kings. When the man of God said to the servant and answered him, Do not fear, for those who are with us are more than those who are with them. Coach Coleman, why is it important for the guys to speak or confess to the things that they don't see? 
What is the importance? Why is that so critical? Talk to him for a minute, Coach. Lay it out for him. Well, there's another scripture that speaks plainly. Um, I believe it's in uh, Romans, the 10th chapter, and we use it over and over again. Um, uh, sometimes we use it as a salvific scripture. I think I, maybe I've shared this before, but uh, uh, I'll tell you what, give me a quick second, and most of you probably could quote it. Uh, but Romans 10 and 9, uh, if you go there, and you'll find something that's, uh, I think, right down your alley. Um, where it says, if thou confessed with your mouth the Lord Jesus Christ and believe mm-hmm. in your heart that God has raised him from the dead, you will be saved. Now, the point here is that Romans was written to a body of believers. Right. So this was written to people who are already converted. And the mm. point here is that he's telling you how to continue to be saved because faith is found in two places. Faith is found in your heart and in your mouth. You have to. Good faith is found both in your heart and in your scripture right there. If we backed yes, up, sir. if we backed up to another scripture, but what says is verse eight. The word is near you in your mouth and in your heart. That is the word of faith which we preach. The word mm. of faith. You could go around and say, uh, you know, to yourself. You think to yourself, I believe it, I believe it, I believe it. But it's when you speak it out of your mouth that the word comes yes. to life for you. It becomes, it becomes, if you will, put into motion because then you hear those same words. Even in the Old Testament, it says, if they that meditate on both day and night, in the old Hebrew term and Arabic terms, when you meditate, you said the word of God over and over again, you actually hear it so that it becomes a part of you. Uh, uh, many, uh, The best example I can give you is that if I actually start singing some songs right now, I guarantee you, you could, you could complete the end of the song. You could, if I said, you know, loving you is, if loving you is wrong, I don't want to be, you already know it. Why? Because you've heard right. it. Over and over again, it becomes a part. It's ingrained in who you are. So what do you think would happen if you began to speak the same words of your father? Mm. What would Mm. happen to how you perceive things and see things? Because you continue to say, no, you know what? God told me this. People come up to you, tell you that this ain't going to happen. No, but God told me this. He told me he would never leave me nor forsake me. He told me he would make me the head and not the tail. He told me that he would bless me. He told me that he would remove my sickness and diseases from me. He told me this. He told me this. If I remind God that I remember and I then remind myself of what he said. It reinforces mm-hmm. what God's will is for me. Okay? Let's wow. go with the, another scripture. says, uh, let thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Do you really want his will? If you want his will, then speak his will. His will is his word. Amen. Amen. So you, you work that word. You work the will of God in your life. And I know sometimes we want to pick and choose which part of the will of God we want, but I'm going to tell you what, I'm going to get all I can and can all I get, and I'm going to keep getting it because I believe that he wants me to have it all. And if Amen. I believe that, I'm going to confess it with my mouth, right? I'm going to confess it with my mouth, and I'm going to believe it in my heart. 
right? And it shall be, it shall come to pass. And these are the things, because, you know, the truth of the matter is, I'm going to prove it to you one more again. There's no sense in it. I'm going to make this man, 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 man to man. You know, when you really want to change a woman and you get her on your side, there are three little words that you must say. I don't care what you do, but you must say these words if you really want them. You must say, I love you. It doesn't matter what you do. It doesn't matter what you what you might be thinking. What you're thinking means nothing until you say it. When you say it, it changes the whole relationship. Whole relationship. You know, some of y'all out there still don't want to tell that woman you love her. Because you know, you know the moment you tell that woman you love her, it changes the whole relationship. That means commitment. That means commitment. So when you start speaking the word of God, there is commitment to what you say. So I'm telling you right now, Mm -hmm. just nailing it down, if you will, from a scriptural base, just that scripture and many others. But be mindful that when you tell somebody that you and you profess the word of God, you show forth your love toward him, that you also believe what he said about you. This is important. If you really want to win, then win right. Amen. Win, win with his word in your mouth and in your heart. Uh, amen. Amen. Thank you, Coach. Amen. Good stuff. Good stuff. You know, guys, I hope you're getting it. I hope you're getting the crux of what we're saying here. I hope the Holy Spirit is, is stirring you up right now as we speak. See, as we've been talking about spiritual sight, and we've talked about, we, we've learned about this portion of Scripture in Second Kings 6, and a lot of times it's going to boil down to this. What is your view of God? See, we've been ministered to, talked to, lectured, however you want to put it, about what God is going to do. And, and you know, there's an old cliche that says, and we believe it, and we ran with it as gospel. The Lord will not put no more on you than what you can bear. Amen. Well, you know what? I'm here to tell you that's not a true statement. Because the Apostle Paul went through so bad, he said in Scripture he wanted to die. So what we got to understand is our view of God has got distorted. And when your view of God gets distorted, everything else is distorted too. And I want you to imagine this for a minute. And we've all been there. We've all done this. We walked in a familiar room. With the lights out That's because we were so used to it we, 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 we knew where everything was And we would navigate around that room Pretty good Most of the time But then there's that one time That big toe's gonna catch the corner of that bedpost And it's gonna change things forever Ouch <laughs> The next time you go in that room you're going to be looking for a light switch because you know if you get comfortable walking in the dark, I'm saying something here, listen up. If you get comfortable navigating and walking around in the dark, at some point in time, that big toe 
corner of that bed. And it ain't pretty. I've been there. I know you've been there. Mm. Probably the coaches have been there. <laughs> that big toe looked like it just want to uh, uh, jump off. But what are you saying, Coach D? What's going on? All right. Let's slow it down a little bit. Go to John. Go to John. That's one of the Gospels in the New Testament. Right after Luke, we have the book of John. And when you're going there, I want you to go to chapter 8. See, we don't want you to think that this thing is too hard. It's not hard at all. Sometimes... The way our view of God is, it makes it seem hard. There's so much that's been afforded to you. And a lot of times, all you got to do is ask. Most of the time, all you got to do is ask. There's some things that you're going to have to walk out, as Coach Coleman said earlier. I think it was Coach Coleman that said you got to walk it out. But most of the time, man, first John, I'm sorry, John, not first John, John chapter 8, verse 12. And Jesus said this, I am the light of the world. He who follows me shall not walk in darkness, but have the light of life. Mm. We always need Jesus to light things up for But Coach Beth, why is it so hard for people to get this? Why is it so hard for these guys to get this? Jesus is the light switch. All we got to do is turn it on. We don't have to try to navigate in those dark rooms anymore of our life. All we got to do is turn the switch on. Why is that so tough? Straighten them out, Coach Beth. You got the floor. Well, thank you, thank you. Oh, man, light of the world. So when I think about that light, so we got day, we got night, we got the sun, and a lot of folks want to operate in secret. A lot of folks are scared and timid. So when it comes to the light of the world, people are scared to to flow to Jesus because now you're in a, a place of unfamiliar, you're unfamiliar with so when it comes with Jesus, just think about you know, that scripture talking about when you get that that candlelight, you don't hide it underneath the bed, but you actually put it out there, everybody to see on top of the hill or things of Amen. that. So here we are, depending on Jesus to shine through us unto others. And I, you know, brother Don, man, you had talked long before I about two what it was two years ago about that light. You know, I still mm-hmm. ain't done that thing yet. Don't 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 beat me up for it yet. <laughs> but but one thing about light that I, I remember uh, just thinking about light is travel, but it don't stop. Like it can travel with no stop because it's moving at the the speed that it moves. But it's a, it's a eternal. Right, right, right. It's a, it's a, it's an eternal thing that we don't quite understand yet. 
And see, I made this analogy to one time that if you press your brakes as you travel down the road, that red light that shines off of it, it shines all the way. It can shine a mile if, as long as your eyes can see, as far as your eyes can see to mm-hmm. a stop sign. You know what I'm saying? Just thinking about how far that light can reach. But we are scared to use the light that God is trying to use through us. Uh, to other people, to shine on, on shine onto others. You know, I remember uh, I know I have a sister in law, and she she's kind of like one of those professional scary scary people, and mm-hmm. she wanted to study the word the perfection before she go witness to other people. And I was like, mm-hmm. just let God use you. Just go by, and just simply testify. Hey, I'm saved. I, I've been changed, and let that that simple light right there shine through you first. That simple yeah, light right there touched many, many lives just in that sense because they knew who you were and who you have become just by your different actions that you're living by. But a lot of mm. people just allow, allow people to know that, hey, Jesus changed me. That's the first first step. When we become born-again believers, that's the first step we need to take is let, let putting people on notice. Hey, I've been changed. And the light that God has shining through me now, I want people to know about it. We got to let people know that, hey, I've been changed and I love this this new light. You know, we've been operating in the darkness for too long when we was in the flesh. We've been operating, some people that call themselves Christians are still trying to operate in darkness. But we got to mm. allow God to manifest himself through us and shine light into others to change others to the light, to know Jesus. But well, back to you, Coach. Amen. Good stuff. Good stuff. You know, I hope you guys are absorbing this. The coaches are on fire today. They are trying to get you back on the field in winning form. But it's not going to take place until you are willing to take what they're teaching you here today and executing it on that field of life. You know, there's so many times and so many different aspects of this thing called life and being a man in this thing called life, that we need times like this to absorb. We need this stuff. You know, too many times, let me let me put it to you like this. Men are masters at compartmentalizing their life. Mm-hmm. You got this part of your life, that part of your life, and, and you've got these different compartments that you deal with on a daily basis. And you'll let some into this compartment, but you're going to keep the door locked on this one. What we're trying to say is let the Lord, let the Holy Spirit kick the door in and turn on the light that you can see your victory. So you're not going to see it as long as you keep on compartmentalizing these areas of your life. I'll give you, I'll be transparent here for, for a minute. There was a lot of me that from the past issues and pains that I suffered, I basically put a brick wall over that door because I didn't want nobody else in there because it hurts too bad when I allow that compartment to become open and people come in and they use it, abuse it, and then they walk away. So I put a brick wall over that door to make sure nobody was ever going to get in that room again. I even wouldn't allow God in that room. That's how bricked up it would be. But it wasn't until I allowed the Holy Spirit to kick that wall down that my life changed. And I'm talking about me being a husband. 
there was a certain part of me that I would not let go because I felt like it was going to hurt too bad if I did. And there's probably some of you out there that have been through bad relationships or bad marriage that you put a brick door, a brick wall up to that door because you didn't want to deal with it anymore. You didn't want nobody to come in there and hurt you anymore. But the thing about it is you'll never have total victory. That's what I'm bringing to you today. You'll never have complete victory with having issues or or, or parts of your life compartmentalized that you're not going to allow God to get in and deal with. You'll never have full victory. You'll have some points that you are winning, but we want to move you to that place where you have full victory. What do I mean by full victory? I mean that the situation is not going to change. Neither one of the coaches on this line today is saying, after this call, everything is just going to be peachy and the bed of roses and you're never going to experience anything else. We would be lying to you if we told you that. But what we're saying, the victory is the situations don't change, but you change in the situation. I want to take you back to when Jesus was in the boat with the the disciples and they were going to the other side and the storm was raging and Jesus was asleep. He was asleep right there in the boat. But he got up and they, you know, they said, Master, aren't you afraid that we're going to die? And he told them, you need a little faith. Now listen to this. Jesus told them to get in the boat with him to go to the other side. Wouldn't you think he would have known they were going to be all right, no matter what it looked like? Same thing here today. We're telling you the storm may get rough, but you are going to be all right because you are going to be changed in that situation. And that's where the victory is. That's where we're getting it to. But Coach Newton, check this out. We've got Jesus with us, but we still get all shook up when these things happen. What can you say to the fellas out there to get them back on track? Sir, you got the floor. Oh, well, what can we say to get them back on track? Well, you got to look in the mirror and want to make the change. See, I was one of those knuckleheaded men. You know, I had to, I heard great counsel. I was mentored Mm -hmm. by great men, but I had a big old piece of hardhead pie, and I had Mm. to be broke down in order for me to understand that God didn't care how much I obtained in this life, how many women I conquered. Uh Uh-oh, I'm getting in trouble with that. Uh How many, so forth and so on. See, our ego can sometimes stop our progress. See, I said this earlier. See, We have to stop and understand that God doesn't care about your ego. He doesn't care about what you obtained. He doesn't care about how many people you conquered. He doesn't care about all of our 
self-loathing things. All he cares about is you. Now, when you get out the way, that's when God can start chipping away at the nonsense that was told to you by Uncle Buck and your daddy, your daddy's daddy, your grandpappy, all that. See, we've been given tools and it's passed down from generation to generation. Now, that's a whole nother topic about mm-hmm. generational curses because there is a tie between that. See, most men only act based on what was passed down from generation to generation. Got the T-shirt and hat. I can be transparent. See, sometimes we want to be like our daddy because daddy was a rolling stone. Grandpappy was a rolling stone. So I want to be a rolling stone. But see, I got news for you. When you get saved and when you realize that Jesus is everything to you in your life, all those strings that were attached to your spirit have to surrender to the call. I know what I'm talking about. See, you got to let yourself go. You got to let that thing that's holding you hostage go. You got to let mm. the things that have been holding you down for so long, no confidence. Oh, I don't look like so and so. I don't look like Denzel and Morris Chestnut and 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 and, and Brad Pitt and all the rest of these guys. Look, who cares? As long Amen. as you are a sweet smelling aroma in God's eyes, I'm not talking okay. nasty, so get your head out the gutter. I'm talking about a spiritual fragrance that you give all to God and you get his attention. What are you talking about? I'm glad you asked. When you develop a relationship with God, meaning develop your own prayer life for the beginners here. Develop your own prayer life. Do look in the mirror every day and see what you can change. Uh-oh. See, we don't like looking in the mirror. said this earlier. Number three, sometimes we got to die to what was already pre-programmed in us. Ooh, that's a hard one. Mm. And we got to ask God to bring other men in our life that we could be transparent with and still be able to get the word all in one conversation. See, we we want things the way we want things, Coach D. We want things set up the way we want them set up. See, we want our lazy boy to be in a certain position when we get home. But see, we got news for you. Gentlemen, sometimes God moves the lazy boy out of position to get you in his position. Uh-oh. Let, let, uh, let me stop. Because, uh, yeah, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, let me stop. So I That's hope good. that answers your question. Yeah. I'm going to hold That's off right. getting kicked out the game 
because I got one more play that's going to guarantee me an ejection from the game. So, Coach Steve, back to you. Good stuff. Man, that is good stuff. Hallelujah. You know, guys, I hope you're getting this. This is stuff that I'm even soaking in that's really, really setting some things apart for me and really breaking some yoke um, that I was dealing with. Um, and the coaches are uh, being used by the Holy Spirit and just doing a, a phenomenal job today. I thank God for that. But, Coach Coleman, I'm going to have to pull on you as a theologian today because I think this is real important here. And if you got your Bible open, Coach Coleman, I want you to go to Mark chapter 8, verse 22 and 25. And there's something significant here about us being able to see the victory, us having the perspective of Jesus that we need to have. And I'm not trying to put you on the spot. But I just know the Holy Spirit has just got something coming, pouring out of you on this one. And I'm going to read the scripture, and I'm going to turn the mic over to you because I think this is going to be the transitioning point to solidifying what we're saying here today. And it says, Mark chapter 8, verse 22 through 25, he says, Then he came to Bethsaida. And they brought a blind man to him and begged him to touch him. So he took the blind man by the hand and led him out of the town. And when he had spit on his eyes and he had put his hands on him, he asked him if he saw anything. And he looked up and said, I see men like trees walking. Then he put his hands on his eyes again and made him look up. And he was restored and saw everyone clearly. Now, Coach Coleman, I know you're going to pull some dynamic out of this. I know the Holy Spirit is going to use it. But how critical is our spiritual sight in this walk we have with Jesus? Go ahead, sir. You have the floor. Well, um, it is absolutely essential. I mean, it is essential for us to develop a, a spiritual sight that we might continually walk in the spirit that we might not fulfill the lusts of the flesh for indeed the lust of the flesh would lead to death and it leads us to choose um, things that um, if you will will bring us to death and, and for that reason you will continue to lose especially if you try to play both sides of the field you have to choose you, you, you can't do death and life you either choose life or death uh, one of the things that I think it, it's important is for us to understand you're either in the program or you're out of the program. You can't drag your feet in the program and expect mm-hmm. great results. You can't. You can't. Mm-hmm. You can't. The law of expectation here is that, you know, how about this? We just look at this particular scenario. The man was blind. Now, I don't know about mm-hmm. you, but I've, I, I, but if somebody were to spit. I'm just gonna I'm just gonna I'm just gonna say that. If somebody were to he had to spit on the man's eyes <laughs> and put his hands on it. When he had to so let me get this straight. Somebody so I will say this first easily. Sometimes you don't even want to process. 
you 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 got to be blinded to the process because if you if you knew what was coming, you probably wouldn't want it that way. Say, mm. if you knew what was coming, you wouldn't want it that way. You wouldn't want to be delivered that way because if you knew, hold on, what you doing? You gonna do what? No, 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 no. See, for that reason, you are blinded to it. You are blinded to it, and in the sense that you don't need to know everything because there's some things that they, had you known it, you wouldn't want to go through the process. So let me let me let me jump real quick here. I have a a, a cake I like to make. It's called a cream cheese pound cake. And now the cream mm-hmm. cheese pound cake it, it requires it requires it to be in the oven for about an hour and 30 minutes. So let me ask you this question. What if I put it in the oven for 15 minutes and then took it out and then put it back mm. in the oven for 15 minutes and took it out and then, you know, left it out for 30 minutes and put it back in for 15 minutes and took it out. Now, even though all the time added up together could equal uh, an hour and 30 minutes, do you think I would have the same result if I kept taking the cake out of the oven? Wow. Of course not. You keep wanting to get out of the process and out of. So stop trying to get out of the process. It doesn't matter how many times it continues to be hot. I think First Peter, I'm just going to take you to First Peter 4 and 12 says, but, but love, think it not strange, the fiery trial, which is to try you as though some mm. strange thing had happened. How about this? When Jesus was led into the desert by the Holy Spirit to be tempted. You've got to understand if the star player is being tempted and being tried, this is the process. This is what must be proven. You must be proven. You have to be proven. This, even in Deuteronomy 8, chapter, I think it says, God took them through this way to prove to them what was in their heart. This is necessary because you got to know what you're dealing with. And for some of you, it's all, you know, he spat on the man. This was the process. And I know some of you say, why did Jesus touch him twice? Some things are staged. There are stages in life that you go through. Mm -hmm. And sometimes there are stages that you have to go through. And then thereby you see, okay, I see a transformation, but it's not complete. You just stay right there in front of Jesus. You stay right there in front of Jesus, and you let that transformation be completed. I tell you what, I tell you what, I tell you what, with your high-minded self, if you're just thinking. How about Naaman? I'm going to use Naaman. Come on. Naaman came to Elisha, and Elisha told Mm -hmm. him to go down to the Jordan. The Jordan at the time was a dirty river. He said, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. You you, you don't don't understand who I am. I'm Naaman. I I know who you are. (laughs) You you didn't even come out to see me, no? I know who you are. For those of you, go to 2 Kings 5th chapter. When you get there, great. Go ahead and read that whole chapter. I I would have at least thought you'd come out. No, 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 no. It ain't about your ego. I think I'm going to just dump on that bandwagon. It's not about your ego. It's not about who you think you are. It's not even about how less you think of yourself. The question is, mm-hmm. will you be obedient? Will you stay in the process? Because he told him to dip in the water seven times. Right. What right. can I do one time? Lord, I just want one time. Let me do it one time. No, seven <laughs> times. If you want it done right, get seven. it's seven. That's the number. Mm-hmm. So how about I stop at six? I said seven. 
Mm. And for some of you out there, spiritually, there's a reason that God is taking. You need a spiritual eye. It is necessary because if you don't have a spiritual eye, then your faith will not take you through the process. Come on. Good How about God. this? And I'll prove it to you. Hebrews 4th chapter, it tells you that they did not receive the promise. Here it goes. Here it goes because it was not mixed with faith. They received the word, mm-hmm. but they didn't remix that faith. They didn't remix that word with their faith. It's just like that cake. You That cake, it's got all the stuff had to be mixed together, put through the heat so that it could be developed. You have to have faith. You have to have that spiritual life. Mm-hmm. You've got to get this together because it is the faith is what excites the word and brings it to life in your, in your life. So you have to walk in the spirit that you mm-hmm. might not. Ah, hallelujah. Continue to see things fail. So I'm going to say back to what we talked about. Faith, spiritual eye, trust in God. It shall come to pass. Do what he said to yeah. Hallelujah. Back to you, Coach D. Hallelujah. Yes, indeed. This is good stuff. Man, you guys are ministering to me today. I am loving what God is doing here. But Coach Betts, wait a minute. I hear I hear the question in the back. I hear what you guys saying, but this was supposed to all happen when I got saved, man. What are you talking about? I was supposed to have 2020. Spiritual eyes. I was supposed to have everything set before me when I got saved. Coach Betts, straighten them out. Answer that question. Why didn't it happen instantly? You have the floor, sir. Thank you, thank you, thank you. So I'm going to go to this one story called in John chapter 3 with Nicodemus. Mm -hmm. Now, Nicodemus... Mm -hmm was a man that studied the word of God and law, the first five books in the Bible. He knew exactly. Oh, Nicodemus snuck out to talk to Jesus. And I can't remember his exact question, but he was trying to figure out how to get to heaven. And Jesus hit him with something he ain't never read or heard before. Man must be born again. Huh? Mm. All right. Now, I'm, I'm sharing this with y'all because when I was praying one day, it, it, it it's real simple, but it's gonna lead to this point I'm gonna speak on. Is this? He said, he said that is born of flesh is of flesh, and that is born of the spirit is spirit. When we become when we become born again, there's a spiritual man that is born within us, huh? Yeah, there's a spiritual man that is awakened that the Holy Spirit is able to speak to. Now, when we when we give our life over to Jesus Christ, there's a spiritual man born. And you're like, what took you so long to understand that? Because also in there, he said, uh, of blood and water. So I, I always related that to the water baptism. Mm-hmm. But there's a spiritual man that's born. Now, when I'm pretty sure when I came out the womb, I know I'm strong now, but I ain't come out the womb strong as a baby. <laughs> I, I didn't come out the womb strong and knowing everything. There's a growth process you know, living for Jesus Christ. And Amen. the word talks about when we first get saved, it's we have to have sincere milk at first. The basic mm-hmm. foundation of what it takes to live for Jesus Christ. And as we continue to grow, that spiritual man started to grow because we're taking care of we feeding them the word of God. We're taking the time 
I'm going to emphasize time. We taking our time that we need to use to, to pray and to read and to even follow the instructions of the Word of God of ministering and sharing God's Word. That's time that we have to use. I know we're only given 24 hours a day, but when mm-hmm. we become strong, it's because we're given the time necessary that we need to give to God to become stronger. So we become stronger. That's why at first it is like uh I think Brother Coleman spoke of it is a process. It is a process. And that process takes time. And we will get stronger. Amen. But we have to walk by faith and not by sight that every single day we are dedicated and disciplined in our way. Um but that's what I want to encourage the listeners out there, the ones that even us that's been living it for a while, just let's stay focused in this dark time that we live in to be dedicated, disciplined, and spending the time that we need with God because we still got to get strong because somebody out there still need the word of God from us. It's someone Amen. that's still babe in Christ that need that word. So if you're a babe in Christ today, Trust the process and spending that time getting on your knees and praying, asking questions, studying the word of God, study to show thyself approved. It's very important that we study the word of God, spend the time necessary that we need God to actually do that growth and to become strong in God. But back to you, coach. It's like training, like an athlete. Amen. Amen. Good stuff. Good stuff. Now, listen, listen, fellas out there. We've been pretty hard. We've been talking about some things. We've been we've been kind of hitting it hard from all angles. But there is a remedy for improving your spiritual sight. And God is interested because see, he wants you to see the victory. But the thing is, the victory might not look like, and the coaches have been real clear about this, it might not look like how you think it looks, but it's still victory in the end. And the Apostle Paul in Ephesians set it out. So I want you to go to Ephesians chapter 1, and I want you to highlight 11 through 14 in your Bible or your phone, however you want to do it. And I want you to start reading this continually. It's Ephesians 1, 11 through 14. It says, In him also we have obtained an inheritance. Remember that word, inheritance being predestined according to the purpose of him who works all things according to the counsel of his will. In him you also trusted after you heard the word of truth, the gospel of your salvation, in whom also having believed you were sealed with the Holy Spirit of promise, who is the guarantee of the inheritance until the redemption of the purchased possession to the praise of his glory. God wanted you to be able to share and see the victory that's laid out through our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. That's why we have the Holy Spirit to keep reminding us, to keep reinforcing that victory in your life. And just like I said earlier, you can't see it with a natural perspective. You have to start looking from a spiritual perspective what your victory looks like. Now, see, a lot of people think that what their victory should look like, well, 
There's going to be a whole lot of money in my bank account, two new cars in the driveway, big old beautiful house. Okay, that's fine. But that doesn't mean it's victory because, see, there's some things that has to be walked out in victory. There's some, some things that you have to go through in victory. But that thing that you have to go through isn't there to destroy you. It's there to sharpen you. Because the Bible wants us that to, to be able to, I think it says, let patience have a perfect work in you. There's some things that God wants to remove out of your life. There's some things that he wants to burn up in your life. Because I want to show you something real quick. Go with me to Second Chronicles. That's way back in the Old Testament. Second Chronicles. And we're going to be in the 20th chapter. Second Chronicles. In the 20th chapter. Verses 14 and 15. I love this portion right here. Second Chronicles 20 chapter verse 14 and 15. Then the spirit of the Lord came upon Jehaziel, the son of Zechariah, the son of Benai, the son of Jael, the son of Mataniah, a Levite of the sons of Asaph in the midst of the temple. And he said, listen all you of Judah and you inhabitants of Jerusalem, and you, King Jehoshaphat, thus says the Lord to you, do not be afraid nor dismayed because of this great multitude, for the battle is not yours, but God. That's what you got to have in the forefront each and every day. See, the battle was not yours, but it's God's, and that's where your victory comes from. That's where you want to understand. You've got to see that scripture working in your life. The battle is not yours, but God's. Now, there's certain little wars you may have to deal with, but the battle ultimately belongs to God. There's certain little things that you may have to deal with and get through and overcome, but the overall battle is the Lord. And that's what we're saying, and that's what God is saying here to you today, is, look, you have the victory. It's part of your inheritance. It may not look like what you think it looked like, but there's victory in your life. You may get a bruise, you may get a scar, but you will not lose your life because there's been a, a Christ laid down the pathway for this victory. There is nothing you can do but give forfeited in order to lose. But if you stay in Christ, you have the victory. Well, hey, man, coaches, this has been some good stuff, and I love you guys, and I appreciate it. But, Coach Newton, you got something you want to part to the guys before we get back on this field? I just wanted to give a proper analogy we can all relate to. Like, we have to walk by faith to get results, right? So when we right. go to the gym, gentlemen, we're walking by 
faith to look a certain way. Now, we have to apply certain exercises, certain repetitions, certain way, certain techniques in order to gain results. Also, we have to eat the right thing to gain results. So what are you saying? Okay, I go to the gym, I work out, I got a six-pack back, all that stuff. But you had to walk it out. You had Amen. to go through the pain and the pressure and the soreness and all of yeah. the muscle recovery that you have to endure to get that body into shape. This is what we're talking about right now today, that you have to put in the work. It's going to hurt sometimes. It's going to feel some kind of way. But when you are doing a workout that is designed for your call and your purpose, for some of us, it's been painful. But the result of the pain, the pressure, the things that you've endured in this life far outweigh the results of the Spirit of God. I'm telling you, I'm telling you from mm. experience, continue to walk your path, take what God gives you and seek Him for the solution to the problem. Don't seek your own way. Don't do stuff that's going to get you messed up. Go to the gym. Have faith to get the results and do the right regimen to get the results you need. So I'm Coach Chris, and I'm done. Coach Steve, back to you. Hallelujah. Good stuff. Hallelujah. Coach Thelman, sir, you got any parting words for the guys before we send them back on this field called life? You have the floor. Yes, sir, I'm going to say stay encouraged. Uh, it is not as bad as it looks. As a matter of fact, sometimes it may be even better. It is when you are at your darkest hour that it might be the brightest day ahead. So I'm going to challenge you. Sometimes you just got to uh, go ahead, wake up in the morning and get some x-ray vision and be able to see past what you see in front of you. Uh, see yourself in the future doing what God has planned for you, being able to actually just walk it out day by day. And I must say and add to this that oftentimes we take, uh, there's an old song that says, one day at a time, sweet Jesus. That's all that I'm asking of you. But guess what? That's all you get is one day. Sometimes we try to take too many pills. You try to take mm. too many days at a time. You're trying to do too much. You know, walk out this day. I think Jesus even said, you have to consider this day, not tomorrow, not yesterday. Mm -hmm. It's the time mm -hmm. that you're in that matters. So consider this day and don't put all of tomorrow on you. Ah, you need to work for this day, right? And the scripture, scripture does not exist, right? God will not put more on you than you can bear, but you will. You can put too much on it. Yeah. You can put too much on your on, on your plate. You can you need to learn to say no to some things and know what to say yes to. And be able be able to choose life consistently. 
this gives you the advantage. When you have your spiritual eye tuned, you're able to step in the places that God has marked out for you. So take charge, be encouraged, continue to strive to do the great things that God has designed you for. In Jesus' name. Go ahead. Back to you, Coach. Amen. Good stuff. Coach Beth, you got any parting words for the guys before we get them back on this field called life? You have the floor. Yes. Uh, I'm going to just keep it real simple, man. This life is temporary. I know it's hard as we go through our everyday routine to see that sometimes. But I'm having a blast living for Jesus. The peace that it, it comes to living for him, no, I don't have to worry about it because it's in his hands. And even if physically on this world it seems bad, I know that on the other end of that tunnel is the light of Jesus. So even if it seems like, like the scriptures say, when you lose, you win. Uh, you lose this life, you'll gain Jesus at the end. So I just want to encourage you to stay strong, stay encouraged. I, I enjoy myself today with y'all fellas. Uh, the words today. Uh, just so for all the listeners and eat, just for us as coaches, just we're going to continue to stay the path, walk the straight and narrow all the way to the end, run the race patiently. That's all I have. Back to you, Coach. Amen. Amen. Well, Coach Best, we thank you for coming along today. We we, we really thank you, sir. We uh, we enjoyed you as well. Uh, hope hope you won't be a stranger. You'll come back and join us again. Uh, thank hey, you, man. Coach Newton, Coach Coleman. You guys have did an amazing job, and I think there's really something that was said here that was fundamental. You know, because that is a question that guys have. If you say I won, why does it feel like I've lost? And I think that we can tap into some more stuff on that. We'll see where the Holy Spirit takes us. But I appreciate each and every one of you that tuned in today. Hey, get out there on the Facebook page. Get out there on the website, Men of Purpose in Locker Room, TPV, uh, that's the Psalmist Voice Radio Ministries. Get out there. Drop us a line. Um, Listen to us. Call in next time we go live. We'll have a live calendar on the website where you can call in. Love to hear from you. Love your support. But we're out of time now. We got to get back on this field. This game called Life is waiting for you. And we hope you can take what we give you today to get back in there to be a champion. God's champion in winning form. This is Coach D with Coach Coleman, Coach Newton, and Coach Best today, August the 21st, 2021. Let's get back in the game, fellas. Let's go. Here we go. Game time. We're out.
TPV Radio, Central Texas.